0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Koops. I'm your host. And today I'm thrilled to be bringing you an interview with a reader, um, one of my favorite readers, uh, Kay Clark. Welcome to the show, Kay.
1: Oh, thanks for being here. Yeah, Glad this to be is, here.
0: This is um, this is a really special episode for me because this is one of the things, like I said, I've, we were talking before uh, going live here. This is one of the episodes I've been wanting to do for a very long time in that The the, the goal of this show, one of the goals has been to uh, talk about all the different aspects of publishing in books, and one of the most important and most relevant aspects, of course, is the reader, and um, you are someone that I have had a relationship with as a reader, so I'm thrilled to have you on the show.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited.
0: (laughs) This is fun. Yeah, this is a good time. So, um, you have, we've known each other for a few years now, and Mm -hmm. um, you've Sort of been part of my uh, beta reading team. We're going to get into beta reading and kind of that, what that is and, and how it works uh, in a little bit here. But um, could you tell people first of all just a little bit about yourself um, and what your what your life is like day to day, and then kind of what got you into to reading?
1: Well, um, when I worked, uh, I was I loved working. I thought I'd never quit working, but then you retire. But I had a last thirteen years of my career. I. Uh, we worked on software development, and we wrote actual English. They called it structured English. We actually wrote the whole program in English, and then it was just translated. Mm. So we wrote everything. We wrote all of the tables, and we wrote all of the... Uh, just just anything that had to happen, right mm. down to the nth degree, mm. and then it was translated. So when you write like that, and you write technical Things you can't really read it and enjoy it, so that's how I became a, a great tech writer. Mm. You have to put everything into it, and um, so I never read, I never read books, I okay. just couldn't. I spent all day, and so I didn't yeah. like to read, I was never taught to read in school. Yeah. I just grew up wanting to get married, raise a family, and I, I did that. So when I worked, I couldn't read books, so I never read, I didn't like it, I didn't enjoy it. But after I retired, after 13 years like that, someone introduced me to actually reading, and I found that I loved the stories. I hated the process of reading, but okay. I loved the stories, Interesting. and I've become an avid reader just because of that. So I read all sorts of genres. My history was I grew up in New England, I moved to Texas uh, from a divorce, I don't mind telling it's part of my story, mm-hmm. so I moved to Texas in 1988, I love Texas and I worked for, I'll even say the words, nobody does, I worked for the IRS for oh, many, no. many yeah. years, <laughs> but mostly in software development. And, and I loved my life. My family's still back in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm a Texan at heart. That's, that's my story in a nutshell, but as yeah. far as reading goes, I probably still have 2,000 books on my shelf to read, and it's yeah. a lot of books. Yeah. And, and I'm an avid reader, I'll read any genre just about, and probably read three or four books a month, even though I have a busy schedule.
0: Yeah. And um, it's been cool getting to know you, because it it makes sense now, knowing that you have such a a technical reading background, um, because uh, early on, I guess, uh, we got to know each other. I I was reaching out for um, help with my Mm -hmm. books and wanted some some beta readers, people to test drive some things before they they got published. And, uh, you, you were one of the standouts of, of the group. Um, I have a, a, wonderful beta reader team. Hey. There's so many really good, uh, beta readers. And it, it's been, uh, wonderful getting to know everybody. But you were one of I'm the- I'm good. Yeah. Right. me. No, that's okay. Um, but Kay has been one of the people that basically- <laughs> Sorry. Has, I guess, made, made an impression because you were so technically accurate with your, with your reading. You were able to catch things that a lot of people couldn't catch. You know, I would have 70 people read a book and and typos would still slip through. And um, that (laughs) seems to be the case. A lot of people aren't familiar with um, uh, beta reading. But for for people who aren't maybe familiar with the concept of beta reading, do you want to explain how it works?
1: I got, I was very interested in beta reading, and especially for you, Nathan, because you give us chapters instead of the entire book, so that makes mm-hmm. it a little easier, yeah. but beta reading is basically, we're going to try to help you smooth your book out, mm-hmm. and you need another set of eyes yeah. uh, for that, and some people can pick up jumps and starts in the book and help you smooth that out, or something that doesn't make sense, and I sometimes find that, but mostly when I read I see commas, periods, semicolons, dashes, misspelled words. Uh, (laughs) That's what I see and I can't help myself from seeing that. So I guess that's another aspect of the beta reader is so that you'll have a clean book when it's published.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that's important for people to um, realize when they're setting up their beta reading because um, we've done a few different ways and and um i remember a couple years ago i was even just sending drafts out in, in waves i've got people okay sign up for for round one versus <laughs> round three and um you were always sort of sort of the tail end you were one of those people a lot of people wanted to read draft one just because they were excited to read it because i've been taking so long <laughs> writing it but um then, then you have actually read things sometimes multiple times, which I was I was blown away by when you were saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take another shot at it. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were one of the ones I kind of wanted to hold in reserve because you had such a, a great eye for spotting uh, typos and um, little things, like I said, that other people couldn't catch. But there's also, like you said, there's developmental kind of uh, beta reading where people are just giving mm-hmm. you broad picture stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, the real technical proofreading, which is, I guess, more or less what you're... Um, probably best at, I guess. Um, but you've since then gone on to read for uh, several other authors as well. In addition to me, I mean, honestly, I, I still keep you on my A, A list. But um, how has that gone? Where you've sort of sort of branched out, and what, what what made you reach out into other to other authors and start reading for more people?
1: Well, it, it's like. It's like yesterday, not really yesterday, but it seems like yesterday, when I remember asking you, I said, Nathan, if I wanted to read for another author, how would I find them? And you said, if you just put your name out there, you'll have more work than you can even do. Yeah. And I think that's, I have a couple of authors that you've interviewed, and I believe that they, uh, you must have recommended me or something because they contacted me. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I yeah. could probably get a few more if I had time. <laughs> Yeah. right now
0: yeah but it, yeah that's and that's the thing is um we have to sort of balance obviously our time so obviously your interests too if you only can read so many and, and it depends on obviously your beta readers how detailed they are it's it's a, it's a form mm-hmm. of editing um, mm-hmm. it's one of the stages of editing and you have to give people a sufficient amount of time to get the job done if you want the job done right um, uh-huh. so that's, that's- um, see John Booth is watching hi John um, so yeah So, one of the things that we've done, which I think you've mentioned, that we kind of break things up into chapters a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. and um, where I've issued things in in parts, which which was something new for me. It was a little bit um, I hadn't heard of anyone else doing this necessarily. Of Hmm. just giving people my first draft in chunks and actually had people edit it as I was writing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was what happened with uh, the Warp Clock, one of my most recent time travel adventure Mm -hmm. stories, and um, it was interesting because sometimes people ended up reading. The same chapter multiple times, mm-hmm. um, but you did a you did a phenomenal job, and you've, you've caught you've caught things like I said Thank you. That, that I like you said. There's no way that for for a reader or an author to be able to catch all their own mistakes. No. Um, and what are have have you sort of grown as a in skill as an editor as a process of doing <laughs> this? Um, I
1: I would say I have. I knew nothing and one one of the comments that i had made on an edit for you and you told me that you use the chicago manual of style mm. for your style manual and uh, i thought Ooh, maybe i should get that yeah. and, and and i have a couple other references now from a library friend of mine and she said oh here's some more and i, I do a lot of reading and uh one of the things that i've had to really focus on is making sure that it's just not my opinion when I'm giving an edit or I'm suggesting an edit. If I absolutely am sure that, let's just use commas because they are the nemesis of, for authors. Mm-hmm. So if I think that a comma doesn't belong somewhere, I'm not just going to put that out there for an author. I'm going to make sure that I'm correct because there's so many rules. I have a whole book that's just on commas. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: so,
1: so many So many rules on commas. So I look it up and if I'm sure I can do the edit, but I'm also going to give my authors, most of them are fairly new authors, uh, make sure that I give them my references and my reasons why, because one thing, my goal is actually to help my authors uh, learn to be better at that. So those things do not cause the readers uh, to be interrupted. You know, you want your reading to go smoothly. You don't want somebody to keep catching things along the way that's going to cause them jumps and starts.
0: We've had some interesting conversations in the in the group. Uh, one of the things that, that we do, I think I'm not sure everyone, does, not very many people do, is that I have a, a shared Google document where I get multiple people commenting at the same time. So I've all I get some entertainment out of reading people's comments where you guys will... Have different opinions sometimes about something, about whether it should or shouldn't be a certain way, and I'll see people almost like having an argument in, in the Google document, and you can actually see people typing in there as it's happening. So sometimes I'll be watching it and I'm like, oh, this is getting interesting. Um, but it's it's um, it's fun. Like it's fun seeing the different opinions on, on stuff. But like you said, like some things are are you know more of a, uh, I guess subjective than others. Yes. Um, but anything that comes out that takes you out of the reading is a mm-hmm. problem, in my opinion. And if it, especially if it's one of the reasons I like using multiple beta readers is because if more than one person has the same issue, then it's a problem. If just uh-huh. if just one person has a problem, I'm like, mm, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that you know with a grain of salt and kind of think about it. But if multiple do, I'm like, yep, yeah, that's got to go. I can't remember. I think it was um, in one of the books I, I wrote. Uh, it might have been the the chronathon. Um, but there was, a, there was a spelling of a particular word, tchotchke. And uh, it was oh. like this particular word, tchotchke, people came back with several different spellings. No, 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 it's supposed to be spelled like this. No, no, it's supposed to be spelled like this. And I'm like, all right, fine. It's going, it's out, and now it's a, it's a knickknack. now. It's not a tchotchke anymore. It's a knick Because it was so... It, it, no matter who was right, it didn't matter mm. who was right in the spelling, it was enough of a problem that enough people like hung up on it that... Mm-hmm the beta, beta reading process was, was like, all right, that's just got to go. Um, that's so that's been entertaining for me. Um, I see Ernie oh. Dempsey is watching. Hi, Ernie. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for stopping in. Um, I don't know if you've met Kay. Kay is one of my beta, wonderful beta readers. And, Hi, Ernie. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Ernie is an exceptional writer. We, we've hung out uh, several times at conferences. He was one of my buddies at a conference I went to last year. And, uh, um, but yeah, so, so this relationship we've had, I, like I said, I really value relationships with all my readers of course but um, especially you've been very active too in you you know in these episodes you comment a lot on the episodes it's obviously that you get a lot from having these relationships with authors um, has this sort of um, changed your your opinion of, of the writing process at all a lot
1: I mean I, I never had a clue I really never had a clue what it was like for an author to write a book and then if you start off reading seasoned authors who have been doing this for years and years and years, you don't realize the struggle they must have gone through. Mm -hmm. And now my eyes are more open to how hard your job really is. Mm -hmm. You have protagonists in your head who want to get out and they don't necessarily all want to be in the same story. And, and, And for you to break all that up and put it down on paper and give them life so we can read it. It just fascinates, fascinates me. Yeah.
0: It's, um, it's been a cool experience, I mean, obviously I'm a reader too, um, but that that journey from reader to writer has been uh-huh. challenging, because everything I read now, I read critically, I read um, you know, <laughs> I a, analyzing and being, how did they do this, or why does this work so well, like how did they make this function? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that like the more you kind of see behind the curtain of how books uh-huh. are made, the sometimes more mind-boggling it gets. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. um, I was just doing that recently where I was I've been reading um, the first few pages of some books, you know, like The Hunger Games, for example, um. and just even just seeing the structure of how she get her paragraphs mm-hmm. together kind of blows me away. Like, look at how much information she's able to convey in a, in a <laughs> meaningful way on one page without actually bogging the story down. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's got to be interesting for you, like getting to see all these different authors. Because now you, you know, you beta read for, for several different authors now.
1: Yes, um, I,
0: uh, four four of you right now. Some of whom are much more prolific than me. Um, so you you said you're reading probably multiple books a month now for people. Uh, for
1: well, yeah, it's most of the time two. I can mm-hmm. I can manage two at a time to to beta read uh, because they're usually I'm on a. A short schedule for them. They've already written the book and they're getting ready to publish it, and they put put out their public publishing date already. Mm. And then they ask me to beta read it and give me about a week, and that might be a week when I have absolutely no time. Right. And yeah. so, as you and I have bumped into each other in the middle of the night on that Word doc that you have, yeah, uh, I do most of my reading late late at night, early in the morning, yeah, so that I can accomplish, they get it done, I can remember. Writing in the document, uh, some of my comments, and I could see you catching up. And I said, Nathan, Nathan if you keep keep <laughs> uh, fixing the edits, you're going to pass me. I'm not even going <laughs> to <laughs> finish. But it was yeah. probably one or two in the morning. I can't remember. yeah,
0: but that's it's fun for me though too because I can. It's that real time interaction. I think is a lot <laughs> of fun, like using the Google Doc as a as a beta reading uh, method. Because, yeah, you're, I'm going through and crossing things out. Um, for people who aren't uh, familiar with this particular style, I see Mark Hale is watching, another, another reader. Hi, Mark. Um, thanks for stopping by and saying hi. Um, so what I've been doing, and this may be helpful to other authors, if you're looking for a way to have an interactive uh, relationship with your beta readers, is that... So I use a uh, two, two Google Docs, basically. I use a, a, a non-editable... Version of the book, so I have the manuscript in one Google document with links that people can view it but not edit it. And then at the end of each chapter, I, I put a link to a comment page. And each and the comment page has a bunch of, um, you know, chapters kind of in placeholder chapters and lines where people can fill in. And then they can leave comments about things that they find in the chapter mm-hmm. that are problems or that they think are problems or maybe just suggestions. And then as I deal with those things, I go through and strike them out, but I leave them there so that people can see that someone else has already caught this. Because um, one of the things that I really value is obviously your time as a beta reader. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the fact that, you know, you are doing this, you know, out of the goodness of your heart, you know, for me, anyway. Yeah. Um, that I, I treasure the, the value and I, you know, I really appreciate this relationship. So I don't want to make your time, I don't want to waste any of your time. So I'm not gonna put. I'm gonna cross something out there and let everyone know. By the way, this has already been dealt with. You don't have to spend time writing something about it, because so and so already caught it. Like Kay has already been through here. She caught this issue. Because one of the problems I had early on was I would email people, and I would have maybe 30 people on my beta reader list, and I would send them all separate individual copies, and I would be getting back separate individual emails listing all of these things people had caught, many of which were the same item. So mm. as I was reading through, I'm like, well, did I already, catch, did I already fix that or, or didn't I? I think yeah. I did. And then, so this was streamlining it for me and streamlining it for the beta readers. But the, the, the added perk was I get to actually sometimes interact with you guys late at night, mm. actually just having comments <laughs> back and forth on the page yeah. in, in real fun. time, which I think is cool. Um, what are some mm. of the other systems that you use with other, beta, uh, other re- authors?
1: I have sort of uh, adopted... The Word document, because it's an easy way for me to to sit in, on my computer. For instance, I can read the book and have the Word document beside me and just copy and paste everything over. I, I think it's an excellent tool that you have adopted, because on the group uh, Google Doc, we can see if someone's already commented. It saves us a lot of time not having to write it up if it's already there. And that's that's an awesome thing because it does take time what we do. Back in the day when you had editors' marks on paper, you just basically made the editors' marks and you kept right on going. Mm-hmm. This way, we uh, we copy and paste it in. We can comment and I can explain a lot more about why mm-hmm. we I believe that change needs to be made. And so I just continue to use a word document and give them feedback at a chapter or two at a time. Yeah.
0: And I appreciate the ability to comment back too, which is nice because sometimes people will have a comment, and I'll, I'll say, "Well, that's a that's a good comment." I just I'm choosing to do something different as a you know just artistic license mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I'm not how I want to express it because sometimes we do break rules as writers on purpose, um, mm-hmm. maybe especially in dialogue where someone's going to deliberately misspell something because they're mispronouncing it, or we're trying to get oh. across the way someone speaks, and it's. It's non-standard English, things like that, mm-hmm. and um, that can obviously be a challenge if you're a beta reader because you're like, "Well, is this spelled wrong on purpose, or is this spelled wrong and I need to fix it?" And mm-hmm. um, so having the ability to interact and, and, and comment back and forth is great for that. Um, Mark says, "says hi both." All right, hi Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi again. <laughs> um, this is this is one of the things that like I've really loved about this this process of getting to know you guys as beta readers. Of course, and we also have a beta reader group. That's one thing that I should mention that I think Mm -hmm. has been helpful is having a a specific dedicated Facebook group for Mm -hmm. the beta readers. Because you've said, you've mentioned, like you've interacted with Mark. And in this scenario, (laughs) you actually get to get to know some of the other beta readers. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: uh, I think that I guess I never thought of authors as people. You know how that is? You're just out there somewhere, like some CEO of a big business or something like that. You know they exist, but you don't know anything about them. I've had so much fun watching your interviews and getting to know people. I feel like I know so many more people, and unlike 2,000 friends on Facebook that you don't know. Right. I feel like I know a lot, of the, a lot of the authors that come on and comment on your show or that you have as a guest, and it's so much more fun and real to me. It's, it's another mm-hmm. whole world, and I can get lost in this world when all the busyness of my life over there is still going on. Yeah.
0: So. Well, that, that so. makes me feel good, that's kind of yeah. the yeah. whole goal of this show. Like I said, it was just kind of connecting the dots between these different pieces of the, the book publishing <laughs> puzzle. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, you know, at the as the author, you feel connected to a lot of different you know parts of it, Um, Mm -hmm. but all of it leads back to readers, and Mm -hmm. and obviously you you know at at heart I am a reader too, so it's it's fascinating to Uh to learn all this stuff. Um,
1: Yeah, I'd say one more thing about that too, and especially with you because you share you share your personal life with us also Mm -hmm. on some of the other. Facebook pages mm-hmm. and it's been really fun uh, first time I saw Piper's name in a book mm-hmm. I went oh that's such a cute name and she's such a cute little kid yeah. uh, and then you, you just had to name your daughter Piper Yeah. So, so it's fun to watch her grow up it's fun to see that you have a real life yeah, and it fascinates me that you're a pilot. You do all of that, I, you know. And I feel like I know you. If I ever yeah. met you in person, I just have to come up and give you a big hug because it's hey, like been a long time since we've seen I, each other. I
0: love hugs. So anytime <laughs> if I make it out to Texas, uh, yeah, or if you make it to Florida, you know, that's uh, that's good. And that has been one nice thing is that there have been um, members from the beta team who have made it to to Florida, and we've been able to meet up and you know grab gelato or
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: get lunch. Um, and I think that that's a a great part of the the era that we're now living in of this sort of internet connection that everyone can make, uh, and of course video obviously is a is a whole big part uh-huh. of that being able to interact through through video like this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, it is. It's more more face to face. You really and and you people become so much more memorable. Um, much more. Had conversations with them, and, and um, so that's why that's one of the things I love about about the Facebook group and. I can cannot recommend it enough for author other authors out there, especially if you're just starting out and you're trying to build these relationships with readers who will go on to read all of your stuff. Um, mm-hmm. is to first off, of course, you know, start by being real, be authentic, and then um, you know be open with who you are mm-hmm. and what the struggles you are. I think there's a big part of um, it's a vulnerable feeling, I think putting your work mm-hmm. out. For others, especially to criticize, which is going to mm-hmm. be hard. And in some cases, like when I first thought about this, I'm like, I'm going to put this out. My first draft, for example, like the war, the war plot was like this was like rough, as rough as I can as it gets. And I'm putting it out there before I've even finished the novel. I'm putting this out for like 80 people to tear apart, and um, you know, it, it was a little bit daunting for me. Um, and it, I, but I, but I've gotten thick skin over the years because I think part mm-hmm. of it is that. I want to succeed and I want the book to be the best it can be for the readers far more than I want to protect my own ego from um. you know, which is, I think is uh, a skill that authors need to get used to. You have to kind of get over yourself mm-hmm. and the fact that you make mistakes because you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Like Every book, no matter how good of a writer you are, you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, being open to that fact and letting other people help you is mm-hmm. is so important, I think. And then you run across people like you who are incredibly helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. But that's life, isn't it? We can't live yeah. life alone either. Yeah. It's
1: this the whole community aspect of living. Mm-hmm. And I I just love I love what I do. It's yeah. it's fun and enjoyable. Meeting people, you know? Yeah. I, I love technology in that uh We're able to see each other, and you can put faces, and I can Skype my grandkids when I'm not there in New Hampshire and Mm -hmm. watch them grow. This is Mm -hmm. something we didn't have growing up, and I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a a tool that I think everyone should be reaching out and and taking advantage of while we can. And I think I assume it's only just going to get better um, and more (laughs) interactive. I hope so. um, But, yeah, it is. It's like we have this little window into each other's lives, you know, and mm-hmm. that, that's really cool. Speaking of which, we should tell people, for people who are watching this this Facebook <laughs> episode, um, they might be wondering where you're sitting, and you're in a, um, you got all kinds of craft <laughs> and hobby stuff behind you.
1: That. I do. I'm a Creative Memories advisor, which uh, I help people put their pictures into actual albums where they can enjoy them, mm-hmm. and both tradi- traditional and digital, and all this behind me is scrapbooking supplies. It's just one little one little teeny area of the house, and uh, the rest of the house is also devoted to scrapbooking. So my husband has one little corner, one little yeah. room that's
0: his. The rest of the house is mine. Well, I <laughs> have to say that I envy your organization. You're, you're far more organized than any part of my house. <laughs> and, and my wife's very organized, but, but not that, that organized. Well, um, that's,
1: Probably the only organized place in the house, too.
0: <laughs> well, if you're if you're you know putting on you know what you want people to see of your life, that's a great that's a great backdrop for people who are listening to just the audio. It, she's got you know rows and rows of, of <laughs> very well organized supplies, and mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, it's my store. Yeah, it's your little personal personal store. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but yeah, so um, if people are interested in in connecting with you and talking about beta reading. And uh, you mentioned you're open to that?: Yes, I am. And, Very open. Okay. And then I'd uh, love to hear some other ideas as well, not just
1: you know comments or questions for me, but if you have other ideas that could help me be a better reader, I would love that too. Hmm.
0: Yeah that's a good thing. Maybe we, we can have uh, people post things in the comments. Uh, what, something we can mention too: what resources have you mentioned there is a book that you've read just on comments? Like, are there any other resources that you've used that have helped you become a better uh, beta reader?
1: I have a Chicago Manual of Style, which has become basically my Bible. I go there first when I have a real question that I can't uh, answer in my head, Mm -hmm. that I'm not sure of. And then I have another uh, style manual that I use as well. can't think of the name of it, actually. The Greg Style Manual, I think, is is that one. And then I have one book that's strictly devoted to commas, So that I can go there. And then, last but not least, uh, you can Google anything. Yeah. But be, be careful, because you don't always get the right answer on Google. So you have mm. to make sure you go to several different Google sources and then decide whether or not one of
0: them makes sense. Yeah. And you've mentioned that you also beta read for uh, people using British English, for example, Yeah. Oh. which can add an extra element of challenge. A lot,
1: actually, because it's a,
0: they spell their words differently and they
1: speak differently. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the goals that I have is to not make sure I don't change the author's uh, style or the characters' voices. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want to do. And I know that I've seen it happen where someone wants to change how someone speaks, and you can't. You just can't do that. That's mm-hmm. not what I do, unless an author asks me to, and then I'll Mm -hmm. say, okay, I can start making suggestions on maybe a better way to do this. Uh, So I do use a lot of different uh, sources, and I also go up and read reviews of authors that I'm going to read, especially if I'm going to beta read. I -hmm. want to go see what people are saying about them Mm -hmm. and
0: about their books.
1: They're not always helpful, but... You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Are
0: there any particular um, style methods or things like that that really drive you crazy as a reader, or things that you mm-hmm. definitely want to have, would love to see authors steer clear of? Uh,
1: probably the word "and" comes to mind. Hmm. And, and sometimes, and I've done comments for a lot of my authors where I'll say, and, and, in other words, you're repeating and in this sentence, and one comment actually repeated and three times. And so you can smooth that out and make the sentence have better s- structure. So the word and can trip me up now. It's, it's used a lot, mm. and I would, and, and I would use it myself, <laughs> right? It's overused. Or any... Any word that is repeated within, uh, let's say, a couple of paragraphs. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll ask for a, a different word, and I might point that out to an author. So those two things stand out. Commas always. I, I read every word. That's how I learned to read, which wasn't the fastest way to read. It's very slow, but it's helping me in this process. I read every single word, mm-hmm. and sometimes I read the sentence twice. Yeah, and try to figure out if that comma is in the right place or should it be a semicolon or what about dashes and mm-hmm. I, I've learned uh, I just with British English especially I had to get a online I, I got it uh, for free it's like a British to English dictionary so that I could tell if his words were spelled correctly yeah. and then I would I had to particularly ask this author if the verbiage was you know Canadian Mm. Or, or American English and we had some conversation about whether or not to if he's going to market in the United States should he change his uh, rewrite his book and I said well I wouldn't rewrite this book you know. Yeah. but just consider whether you really want to do that in the future because yeah. that would be very difficult I would think
0: it is for tough. Him. it's tough to, to even know what you're doing wrong for example um, I had a bunch of comments one time where people were saying I was spelling story wrong and um, stories of a house or stories of a building. Oh, because um, mm-hmm. in British English there's an E in that, and mm-hmm. in American English it's just like regular story S T O R Y. And um, so I was getting complaints from British readers. I'm like, you know, I had to sit there and think about that. I'm like, well, I have an American character in an American book in an American setting, so mm-hmm. you know, and even although he sometimes traverses the UK in his travels. Um, I, I, it's one of those words that I wouldn't have even known to change. I mean, we're kind of familiar with like neighbor and color and you know, some of those other oh, oh, yeah. more, uh, more common um, you know, changes that, that British English makes. But there's there's quite a few things that we just, as American speakers, wouldn't know to even try to change. So if you were to try to write in British English, for example, you'd have to do a lot of research. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I think it is a good idea that if someone is trying, if you're not a native speaker, or if you're a native speaker, but if you're a you know British English speaker and you're trying to market in the U.S., it would be great to find someone like yourself, who mm-hmm. is an American beta reader, who could go through and spruce up your your language for American English. Right, right, That's right. Um, but yeah, you can never make everybody happy, I've no. found. I've found that there's uh, always going to be something that you write that people are going to take issue with, but mm-hmm. uh, if you can... You know, make the majority of people, you know, like said, not take them out of the story. That's the main thing, I guess.
1: Oh, true. But and, uh, uh, he had a he had a good solution though, because in this last book that he just wrote, he did a preface and he said, "This book is written in British English,
0: yeah." So
1: that's... that people would understand if they ever read that page. But I always read every page in a book. It doesn't really matter what it is. I look at the picture, I read the page that has the title, and I re- I read the title page, I read the preface, and I read everything
0: in the book that that is why you are the gold standard of beta readers <laughs> because i have had errors on my title page i had uh, one of my formatting uh when my book got formatted one time it came back with my my name was spelled wrong on the title page of my own book and i'm like i'm like yeah. this is not going to go out like this but um,
1: and then the links
0: don't always work
1: right you know when you yeah, put, yeah. the links don't always work i, I, I test, test that,
0: that. Mm-hmm. see this is this is why you're so great <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, and uh, oh, Marilyn, my mom's watching. She says, "Me too. I read every page." Another one of my uh, diehard beta readers. And, uh, mm. she, she does. A, she does a great. Hi, lot. Marilyn. <laughs> thanks for thanks for saying hi. Um, so yeah, can people? Uh, you said you'd be willing to share your email address if people wanted to reach out to you. Yes. You want to tell people can... what that is? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if they can understand it. Uh,
1: right. It's a long email address, but it actually stands for. K's Creative Memories Albums. Okay. So to shorten that, it's K's CM Albums.
0: Okay, and K's, but with the yeah. K, K-A-Y. 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 Albums. Uh, right. at, is at tx.rr.com. So, right. Um, so for all those Texans out there who we'll understand it. <laughs> and um, you can post that, or I'll post it, either one. Yeah, we can always put it in comments. Where people really want to reach out to you, maybe they can uh, yeah. connect with you, of course, on Facebook and maybe send you a, a private message or something like that. But, sure. Um, but, hey, thank you so much for uh, taking your time and coming on the show and hanging out with me. This has been a blast, and I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me, and thank you for letting me beta read for you.
0: Yeah. It's a
1: privilege, actually.
0: We don't realize what a
1: privilege that is because, like you say, you're exposing yourself, and you don't know us personally. So that's uh, that's important to me that you're willing to do that. And I want to respect that and do a good job for you.
0: Well, I, it is a pleasure getting to know you personally, and like ah, I really value thanks. this relationship as well. So I, it's been it's been very special for me, and I, I look forward to um, you know, many more chances to, to share. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon, something I can get out to you soon because I'm um, I'm slacking on my writing right now, so I got to hurry up and get a book okay. get a book out to you. But it sounds that's like you're okay. busy I'm, anyway.
1: I am very <laughs> busy. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, thank you, everyone, for watching and for listening. And if you have more comments or questions for Kay, feel free to throw them in the comments section. And uh, if not, then we'll see you all again back next week for another episode. So long. Bye.